Hello, hello, and welcome back to Rising Generations. I'm Layla, and I'm here with my co-host, Thea, and today we're discussing the topic about self-acceptance and how this process of self-acceptance can be liberating and equal personal growth. And I'm throwing it over to Thea. Thank you. Thank you, Layla. I am extremely excited for this one. I feel like this is something that so many people struggle with. Mm-hmm. including myself, um, I bet you could say the same, and yeah. it is such a process of learning how to do this, so I'm excited to share some of the things we've learned with people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the first question I want to ask, just to kind of bring us bring us into the conversation, is self-acceptance is definitely a journey. What aspects of yourself did you have to accept early on in your journey to really propel yourself forward? Mm-hmm. Well, I think as you go through this journey of self-love, you're very quickly going to find self-acceptance. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it took a while. I think it took a while to realize how big a deal self-acceptance is and accepting things in life in general. Um, and you really can't have self-love without it. Um And so to go off that is really what aspects I had to learn to accept was just everything, Mm -hmm. not even the stuff like that you would think of when you first think of self-acceptance within yourself, like typical things like insecurities or areas of your life that you know off bat are triggering, triggering for you. It really goes down to just every little nitty gritty bit what parts of yourself do you think do you have some examples for people yeah that was very well put I think it is so true and it is a matter of looking at the bigger picture and figuring out how to just accept yourself as a whole but obviously I think for myself personally there's been a lot of stages to this journey Mm -hmm. um I think when I first started kind of learning self-love, self-compassion, self-acceptance, I had to really face the parts of myself that I did not want to face. And I think we yeah. all have have those parts of ourselves that we just know aren't serving us. Yeah. And, and we know that we can bring that to a higher level in order to move us forward. But it is such a a journey of learning how to do that and I think for myself when I first kind of one of the first stages I had to go through uh, especially with the kind of work that I do Mm -hmm. I had to really look at the parts of myself that were complacent um, and were being pulled towards things that again didn't serve me in the ways I needed them to Mm -hmm. um but also just learning how to be okay with those parts of myself. I think we've talked a lot about boredom. Um, and I think that is something that I've also had to really become okay with and understand that like at certain points, silence is necessary. And yeah, just sitting with myself and, and getting to know my thought processes and my emotional reactions and, and kind of just how I have been operating for as long mm-hmm. as I have is really what helped me kind of find a lot more acceptance within those parts of myself just digging deeper and and coming from kind of an external view in a sense where I'm able to not be the thinker again and 
look at the things just again from an outside perspective and and think of it think of the parts of myself that I don't necessarily accept looking at those as things in another person even Mm -hmm. completely separating that from myself and learning how to find compassion for those things because I think it's a lot easier to find I don't know how if you agree with this or not but I think that it's for me personally it's a lot easier for me to find compassion for other people with Mm -hmm. certain things than it is for myself Mm -hmm. um and I think that being able to separate those parts of myself from my identity in a sense uh made it really help made it really helpful for me to to build self-compassion what do you think in that sense do you think that it's that it's easier to have compassion for others or yourself I think it as naturally beings as we are is we just tend to love outwards you know I think that's how how we're taught we're taught from a, a young age that we love outwards um more than necessarily we're not really taught how to love inwards you know even even as a kid we talk about having empathy for others and whatnot but nobody really breaks down how to do it for yourself um Mm -hmm. so I think it's an interesting thing and as you just go on with life right is you Mm kind of forget I think you kind of lose that part of you and um when you take a moment and you take a second to step back you're like oh wait this is a bigger part of me than I realized, right? Like you don't even necessarily realize it. So I think it's interesting. I think it's, it's a journey that you slowly pick away at and you realize more and more that, oh wait, I need to be a lot more compassionate to myself in so many different realms. Um, And we've talked about this a lot before, I think with that like voice in your head um, that we all experience. Um, Mm -hmm that other voice that's not necessarily our own and so I think that ties into that and I I liked what you say said about that period of silence can be really difficult because I think we all experience that Mm -hmm. these different stages and different periods of transitioning and I think when we go through a transitioning phase and we're on that other side it's almost like that older version of ourself is dying it's the death to that version of ourselves and now we have this new version right that can be really difficult Mm -hmm. that can be really hard and I think when you find self-acceptance in this um process it's going to ease your expectation it's going to ease the whole the really the whole thing um which I think is something we all go through and we just don't realize it. Definitely. Yeah, kind of just to add on to what you were saying there and just to kind of ask you another question that's similar. I think one big thing around the topic of self-acceptance is this idea of imperfections. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm really curious on your end. Do you believe in this concept of imperfections? And if so, like, how would you define that? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a hard, that's, that's a hard question. I think nothing is perfect. Do you know what I mean? And, and if, if anything, everything is imperfect. Like there's always room for growth. It's always room for improvement and so on, but it doesn't mean imperfection is bad. 
doesn't mean imperfection is like ugly and bad and gross and whatever and something you don't want to deal with and whatnot like imperfection is the beauty of this whole like experience of living on earth um you know because there there really is no perfect 100% of anything do you think that there is this thing of imperfection and obviously there's these idea of flaws that we've gotten into our head how how can we shift our mindset and our value to appreciate this imperfectionism in life I think that one thing that I've learned a lot is I, I kind of see imperfection in a bit of a paradoxical way in the sense that I think that things that are imperfect are perfect in their own way and things that are perfect are imperfect in their own way I think that I don't necessarily believe in either or. I think what will be will be. And mm -hmm. I think, yes, there are a thousand percent parts of yourself that will serve you at one point that might not serve you later on. But I don't really, for me, the word imperfect, it's just, I think it's societal. It's the way we've been raised that has kind of like made me not like that word. Yeah. Um, because we do live in such like a perfectionist society. Um, but I think mm -hmm. that that just imperfections are lessons in a way. Yeah. Um, and I think I view them in a sense. And I think a powerful belief to take on is that everything that is per se imperfective, imper imperfect or perceived as imperfect in your mind is likely just a signal for growth in a certain area mm. and you can use these things as like markers to determine where you need to elevate um yeah yeah I think that's really important and kind of just to tie more into this as well is in a society as I was saying that often promotes, promotes perfectionism how can we again like I was just kind of answering shift our mindset to value and appreciate our unique flaws and imperfections mm -hmm. I think this takes a lot of time you know I think it goes hand in hand with the journey of self-love like something I like to tell people um when they're asking about certain advice and stuff is that you are going to have to actively love yourself till the day that you die, yes. you know? And and the thing is, in a way, I, I'm saying that because get rid of this weight of a timeline, right? Yeah. Of you need to figure this out right now. You have to think that you love every bit of you and you love your image and whatever today. Mm -hmm. Nope, you're going to have to do it till the day that you die. But also to release all of it, you know, like if you have to do this for every day for your whole lifetime, why not let a lot of it go, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that ties in really well with this idea of the society stuff that, we, that you were talking about. Yeah, I think what's also needed to be spoken about is this deprogramming when you're talking about, um, the societal perfectionism. And I think yeah. when we reflect on our own lives,
hearts and how we have become perfect. It's all through someone else telling us, right? Whether, yeah, whether that be family telling you need to be in a certain perfection profession or go down a certain path, or whether that's social media indirectly and directly um, telling you, you, you know, you have to be successful and a millionaire (laughs) at 19, you know, otherwise, otherwise it's not going to work. Um, or, or lots of different little other notes that you hear from role models, teachers, um, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So what I would really do is take that time to distance yourself and find what you think inside, not what other people have told you. Um, and then break that down. So I think the number way of doing that is taking time for yourself, getting mm-hmm. off social media. And for instance, if it's your family that's majority telling you these things, obviously this can be hard to do, but taking um, a break from family or trying not to speak on that topic, obviously this is way easier said than done, depending mm-hmm. on circumstances. Um But trying to take that step back, you know, because it's going to happen at some point in your life where you take a step back. And I think this is why a lot of people have like midlife crises and stuff is because it doesn't happen till so much later when you realize, oh, none of my values, none of the way I've been looking at myself and this idea of what I think is perfect has all been created by society, not me. So now I got to change my like life, but you just figure it out a lot later down the line. Right. Yeah. No, I really love that. I think I love that you brought up the, the concept of letting go and also just the idea of how like this, this person we believe ourselves to be and these imperfections we think we have are so dictated by external factors. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, it's so true. And I think that's like our identity is solely shaped externally until we realize that that's the case and choose to do something different. And I think yeah. for myself, such a big process of letting go of all these different parts of myself and stepping further and further back from this identity and, and really changing my view of what self actually is has mm-hmm. brought in so much value to my life and I think for myself now to be honest a lot of people are going to hear me say this and be like what the hell are you talking about yeah but it's, I think now like how I see self genuinely is I am nothing more than conscious awareness and the witnessing presence of the life of Dia Lozon this human being that I have gotten to embody to take my journey but yeah. I really am just the awareness that gets to experience this. And mm-hmm. it's not to say that I don't have control over things. Cause I think some people would hear that and be like, if you're just the witnessing awareness, like then life is going to just do whatever it wants and it will run its course. Yeah. But, but it's not about that. It's about being able to let go again of these parts of ourselves that we feel we need to reassure who we are mm-hmm. and understand that who we are is anything and it's a choice but we have not most people have not chosen Mm -hmm. until you can 
separate that and take that step back from identity and, and this idea of self. And I think that really being able to just disidentify from different parts of yourselves and and look at it from an outside view is so, so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to know that self-acceptance and acceptance in general, it goes a lot deeper than just identity and certain qualities within you. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what people initially think is like, oh, I need to accept um the way I look and fact that I talk like this and different insecurities and that is all that's perfectly well and good as well but I think it goes a lot deeper in the sense that at least for myself um to bring it back to our own journeys is at the beginning of awareness is I needed to accept that I actually needed to go a lot um deeper within myself and that I had decided to move on from certain um, trauma and life things mm-hmm. but I had not actually healed it, it was yeah. just a decision that I made I I was like okay I'm I am now healed like this is now this I am now fine it was not actually deep healing mm-hmm. and so that acceptance that I didn't actually heal and I actually needed to go back and like revisit a lot of this trauma that is huge you know, so, so, big. so there's going to be certain things throughout your life um, that are a lot bigger than just different qualities within yourself. You know, I think another great one is accepting um, your path, your life path and accepting and letting go this idea of letting go of like autonomy and things like that. Surrender so, to the flow. Exactly. I think accepting to surrender is massive, 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 massive. It's one of the biggest things I think in my life, like that I've only really done super recently, um, Mm -hmm. is this acceptance of just surrender, just leaving it all to the universe. Like I'm like, here I am, here I am. (laughs) <laughs> this is this is it this is me you take it I don't want it anyway <laughs> you, yeah. you take it um yeah. and what I was speaking to someone else about and we had this conversation is is she's heard you know the word of God and these messages to herself and and so have I and what she said is like if I've heard this word if I heard that I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna become this and I'm gonna be successful in this area or whatever it is then you take it. You figure it out. I don't want to figure yep. it out. Universe, you're going to figure it out because you told me that I'm going to get here. So figure it out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still I'm still here. I'm still putting in the work. I'm I'm still showing up. And but that's all I need to do really is show up. Yeah. yeah. Universe, oh my gosh, I you're, love that. you're figuring it out. God, <laughs> you're figuring it out then. I don't want to have to do the nitty gritty. I'm not doing in in this other work in this side of the realm. I'm showing it up and and that's about it. Yeah. I love that you brought up that idea of like how you had told yourself you've moved on from certain things, but clearly you have not healed them. I think that has been one of the biggest lessons for myself this past year through doing work with my therapist 
he really just called me out on my shit and was like, you don't process emotions, you intellectualize them. Mm -hmm. And for people that don't understand that, I think that's something you have also done a lot so you can relate to that. But I think for people that don't understand that idea is we have a lot of pent up emotional energy within ourselves from occurrences where we have become reactive but chosen to suppress or logic make things logical to a point where we can be like okay like this is right I'm moving forward but at the end of the day that does not change how you feel physically and that deep rooted emotional reaction so what my therapist has taught me to do is in moments because I think we all have emotional patterns we have patterns of reactivity that have been programmed within us from a young age and what he has now taught me to do is in these moments where something gets triggered within me and and these emotions arise again really just surrendering to them and allowing myself to feel them to the fullest extent until they pass And I think that is one of the only ways to really deal with these emotional blocks. And it is so easy to just intellectualize something and be like, yeah, like whatever. But then at the end of the day, like if that still affects you on a deep level physically, you're not going to move past that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing I like that you were saying, um, kind of, yeah, just about like stepping back more and surrendering and, and giving up your power. I think it's it is such a powerful way to live. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of people, when they hear something like that, might get the idea that, okay, if I'm just leaving it up to the universe, how do I have any say in anything, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's about learning that you are just a piece of the universe. Mm-hmm. You, The universe is just living through you. And mm-hmm. we don't learn this as kids we this is not something that is present in our society and it makes me so mad that it's not because really understanding again what we we're talking about on the last episode of that intuition and that that deeper deeper calling that's within you it really does come down to being able to again clear that space and and takes further and further steps back from yourself And no, I just love that because I think, yeah, self-acceptance is the gateway to living fully. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, there's so many little steps that you got to take along the way. But I think that, again, looking deeper and deeper within, don't look outside to figure out how to be okay with who you are. Mm -hmm. Other people can say a lot of things, okay? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, most of those things being said are just projections of their own ego. Mm -hmm. And when you take that on, you're just taking on other people's quote unquote imperfections per se. These are just ideas, their concepts, their opinions, their, and, and they don't mean shit. They can mean something if you want them to, but again, that choice is yours and you need to learn how to take that power and really not I don't want to say think it's such a word that we use for everything because it's just the way our vocabulary has been formed but not Mm -hmm. think but again just surrender to these things and Mm -hmm. create space in between them because the second you take something on as a part of who you are it becomes something else you got to work with yeah um but I think it's not a matter of 
finding who you are it's letting go of who you think you've been wow um because that's that is the secret <laughs> to being happy man <laughs> we when we cling to things they can be taken away within an instant and then we feel lost and stuck yeah. and like something went wrong but when you're not holding on to anything and you are fully in surrender of the flow and just what's happening you'll you'll live you'll really mm-hmm. live autopilot will turn off and you will be more present than you've ever been but it's just a matter of stepping further and further back from this concept of who you are because mm-hmm. you got to look deeper. And when you look deeper and deeper and deeper, you will eventually hit a point where you realize again that you really are just that witnessing presence. And all this stuff is just things that you've been given either externally or from the universe that you get to choose to use. And you it's a game just play it (laughs) you know yeah yeah no and I think you really hit the nail on the head with all of that you know I think that's a great way of really explaining it all you know Mm -hmm. for people to get a grip on a, a better understanding of what really acceptance is as a whole and I think it is that letting go um, that you spoke about, you know, and, and for myself, the day that I surrendered everything, it released all the tension in my life. And physical so, too. yeah, physical too, of course, because yeah. everything affects the physical, you mm-hmm. know, all, all, we're all intertwined, right? In every realm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it had a massive impact on my life. And as someone who, still deals with but um like things like self-doubt you know it also releases that because your doubt is not yours to have if you've surrendered your whole life you know yeah um so so I think it's I think it's extremely powerful and it's not to say that I'm still not actively working on myself or anything like that no if anything I'm doing it more you know I'm just doing it from a better headspace and a better Mm -hmm. stance so but I mean it's a journey that I don't think that's anyone's first step you know I think the first step is really just trying to look inward you know Um, there's no right or wrong way of doing any of what we have spoken about Um, Mm -hmm. that's that's the journey of yours to take on yeah I like what you said there about doing it more now (laughs) I really love that because I think for a lot of people, it's hard to understand that this really is life's work. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to go on forever. And the deeper you go, the more frequently you'll practice. Yeah. Um, because you fall in love with the practice. Because mm-hmm. the practice is life. <laughs> it's living. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, and yeah, yeah that's great. I, I, just, I just wanted to say that because I think that's so true. And for me too, like from when I first started getting into any of this stuff till now, I will spend multiple hours a day looking at this stuff. I've been this past year, been reading a book a week, learning about new concepts and things like that. But yeah, the practice, you just build upon it. And that's the goal. You just mm-hmm. keep building. Um. And yeah, I kind of wanted to ask you, what would you say, what role does self-compassion play in this journey of self-acceptance and embracing our imperfections? And what are some tips that we could use 
to develop self-compassion in our lives. Yeah. I think self-compassion is really the essence of just being easier on yourself. Yeah. You know, is is to mm-hmm. take a step second to step back and be like, "Wait. I'm doing the best that I can right now, even if it's not what you think is your best." Um so I think taking that moment of being like, "Wait. I'm going to be a little easier on me." on my thought process, on how I'm doing and the work that I'm putting in. And I think a lot of that has to do also with the comparison with others. Um, yeah. Right? Is we're a lot harder on ourselves when we're constantly comparing to the next person or the idea of what we could be. Um, so I think I think a lot of life is taking that taking in that second to be like wait I'm I'm doing good I'm all right Mm -hmm. you know and even if you're just all right that's pretty great you know um and the fact that you're even here listening to this podcast about bettering yourself that's a step that is a that is a big step like remember to pat yourself on the back you know Mm -hmm. even if you need to take like uh, put a reminder in your phone or write a sticky note somewhere of like pat yourself on the back just to be like you know what I did a good job today even if it was the shittiest day ever (laughs) like you got through it you are now here lying in bed and you did it you lived Mm -hmm. through it you know Mm -hmm. um so just like how we would have compassion for others um, for whatever they were going through with the little steps they were taking, you know, if a friend hit you up and was like, oh, I just did this, you'd be like, wow, that's really great, you know, or if it was something bad, you'd be like, whatever your advice would be, um, it's about giving that advice to yourself, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which, which is definitely can be a hard thing to do. Um, what do you think about this whole self-compassion idea yeah I think uh it's it's a comp it's a, wow it's a complicated topic is mm-hmm. what I was trying to say um mm-hmm. yeah and I think personally something I just want to share about this too is I've talked a bit about this on some of the other episodes I think about my bipolar disorder mm-hmm. and I think for myself I have something called rapid cycling bipolar which essentially means I go between manic and depressive episodes um, and in the past few years have not seen much in between. Um, So I've really had to learn how to create that space for myself. Um, And for a long time, I was unaware of this. This is a very new diagnosis for myself. So for many years, it was really just, God damn it, I'm at such a low again. Like, I literally can't do anything, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And I had no compassion for myself. And once I had hit a really low, low to a mm-hmm. point where, like, I was struggling to even want to be alive anymore, mm-hmm. I had to. That was a big sign for me to really change things. Um, yeah. And what I've really learned, I like what you were saying about the small things. I think in the grand scheme of things, you'll look back and see that the small things are what caused the big shifts for you. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I think one thing I have really learned to do with myself now when I am having those depressive episodes is to just really give myself the space that I need and do little things that I know are going to make me feel better, whether it's going for a walk, meditating for five minutes, listening to a podcast or anything. And on days where I can't do any of that, and I do have days like that where like getting out of bed in the morning is a challenge. Yeah. I just surrender to it. I have learned to allow myself to experience it. And the other side always exists. And I know that for a fact. So I've learned to just be okay with where I'm at. And one affirmation that I want to share that has been a big game changer for me on a thought level is I am open. I am free. I'm in acceptance of what will be. Hmm. That is something I repeat to myself all the freaking time anytime I get into a mode of overthinking or emotional reactivity or anything like this I'm at a low I'm at a high wherever I may be mm-hmm. I constantly come back to this and repeat this to myself because I think that just being able to feed yourself something small like that it has drastic influence on your mind I think people don't really understand that everything we currently believe the only reason we believe it is because it's been reinforced enough Mm -hmm. and having that knowledge taught me to take these little things and learn repetition and practice and again just repeat 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 Mm -hmm. and after a certain amount of time it it really just changes the way you think and changes the way you view yourself and I think even now, like when I first wake up in the morning, I may have mentioned this before, I have the same sequence of thoughts every single morning now, because of how many times I have repeated these affirmations or repeated certain things. And they're very positive thoughts that I have when Mm -hmm. I first wake up. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it, it's a pattern. It happens every morning now, but it's a trained pattern that I've taught myself and really helped me build self-compassion and self-acceptance and again I think what I was mentioning earlier in the episode about just viewing yourself as someone else like Mm -hmm. how would you talk to your friend in this situation yeah how would you talk to someone that you care about so much like don't even again with talking out loud to yourself that we've talked about before when you get into these patterns of overthink 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 everything's going wrong you feel like shit like stop for a minute and talk to yourself you have wisdom man you have a lot (laughs) of it it's in there Mm -hmm. and it takes breaking through these layers to find it but when you can really uncover some of that it just becomes easier and easier and just view it view your ego as a roommate you can't get rid of okay (laughs) You know, yeah. that I love, I love this. I can't remember what book I got this from, but this was the concept that I, that I got in a book. And I just said, think about your ego as an annoying roommate that you can never get rid of. Yeah. You can give them advice to try and help, you know, yeah. help aid them in the direction you want. But at the end of the day, they're also always going to be there and you have to learn how to just be okay with it and surrender, yeah. and surrender to it. Um. Yeah, I know we got to I know we got to wrap up pretty soon, but I'm kind of want to just try and get another question in here for you. Um 
Yeah. Okay. I like this one. This is one of the ones I think you wrote, but yeah. How is self-acceptance of not only the self, but your path and your plans for this life really Mm -hmm. aided in your journey? Yeah. Well, to give some last remarks as we wrap up here, I think, I think acceptance of your future and your past and your present is so important, right? Um, mm-hmm. for, for various different reasons, but it's all very freeing. You know, mm-hmm. we really do only have this very second that is occurring right now. Mm-hmm. And the moment that you let go and accept everything else, you can get a lot more accomplished. Um, and you'll also just be a lot happier as you've literally lifted these bags that you've been carrying for how long um, off your shoulders. Um, And I think for myself, I spent a lot of time in the past. Mm -hmm. And then once I was able to heal so much of me, I then spent a lot of time in the future, um, constantly being like, well, what's going to be my path, whatever. And, and we all do this, right? Mm -hmm. We all do this. We all have aspirations and we're trying to um, figure out where we're going and whatnot. But once we can really surrender into the fact that it's, it's so much is up to the universe and I'm just here to experience and put in the work and put in the effort and be on my highest path possible. Mm -hmm. You're just going to be more aligned um, yeah. And things are going to just come easier and you're moving with the flow of life as opposed to against it. Um, yeah. And once you start to experience this through time and through your healing journey, you'll realize that life can just be a lot easier, can be a lot happier. You can flow with it so much more and that so much more is possible. Yeah. So really to to kind of wrap things up is what I recommend for everyone is to decide one day to just go on this journey, you know, mm-hmm. and you're not going to know how you're getting to these places and when you're going to get to these places, but just decide that you're going to get there. Um, yep. And that's what I've tried to do, you know, with some goals and I've said, you know what? I want to get here. I'm going to do it. Don't know how, don't know when, mm-hmm. but the rest is up to the universe. And and it adds to the beauty of life. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that was a great way to end it. You put that very well. And it is all about learning how to live in the now. We spend mm-hmm. so much time in the past or the future, but at the end of the day, this is it. This is yeah. it. This is all you got. So take the step now. It's so easy to be afraid of the future or the past when you're trying to live in a thousand different places at once. Yeah. Look at the step that's right in front of you. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. all you got to do. It's just surrender to what is and learn how to do that moment by moment. And it's a forever, it's a forever practice that you'll take throughout your whole life. Mm-hmm.